Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And thank you guys for being here. If it is your first time tuning in, welcome. Today's episode is a wild ride. We covered so much ground, and we always record these intros. After our episodes, we kind of, you know, tell you guys a little bit about what the episodes were about. And for this episode in particular, we just got to hop right in because we talked forever. Mm -hmm. So we interviewed Keaton Hill. We both know Keaton. He is from Gilbert, Arizona, just like us. And um, he was on Provo's Most Eligible, the little online reality dating show on YouTube. If you guys have not watched it, you need to go watch it. Um, And he was kind of like the fan favorite. And Mm -hmm. people were like, you guys should have Keaton on. And we're like, you know what? We should, especially because we know him and we were rooting for him the entire season. So the whole time. Yeah. And I grew up with Keaton, like we we will get into, like we went to the same congregation church and he's a great guy. We get into a lot of good topics. We talk about dating. We talk about Provo. We talk about LDS culture, all the good stuff. So Without further ado, here's Keaton. All right. Welcome, Keaton, to the podcast. Thank you. I feel welcomed. Thank you for coming in. It was it was a trip to get here this morning, but it's rainy. We're in Arizona. It's fun. Okay. So, Keaton, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into any all of this, where you grew up, all of that good stuff. So, I grew up in Gilbert, Arizona. We all went to – we all graduated together. Mm-hmm. So like I was saying before, there's probably a lot of uh, people who listen to this who are like, how the hell did they ever get to this stage? (laughs) Like, and what, like, there's a lot of like, why them, I'm sure. Like, and then anyways, whatever. Um, But I digress. Yeah. So I actually grew up in the same church, like with Chelsea. We Mm -hmm. went to the same congregation, like, since I can remember. I know. Right. I moved to that house in 2001. 2001. So that's how long my family's been going there. Yeah. So then yeah. that's it. So, um, crazy. Yeah, I've go. known Keaton longer than I've known JC. What the? Yeah. Gotcha. We like, and, and, and we like, were very, I knew you guys like throughout mm-hmm. high school, but I, I wouldn't say like we were super tight. Mm-mm. Like, well, I, I didn't know, I knew Chelsea well, and like, but that was mostly because of the ward, but like, yeah. I was going to um, ask you this. This is a perfect segue because I was going to ask you, if you remember, like, what were your, what was your impression of us in high school? Like, how would you describe there us? There was one time freshman year where, like, oh, no. I did, <laughs> I, like, I ditched, like, math and, like, we went and you were there. 
Okay. I have the uh, worst memory. Should definitely preface that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, we went and st- we got like cookies instead of going to math. And I remember being like hella nervous. For, and like, cause I'm like, I'm, cause I'm super Mormon. So I'm like, uh, I, I don't do bad things. Uh, uh, I'm uh. crying. Yeah. Wait, I don't think I was there. Uh, was, no, 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 no. I would never do that. class. Heck? I was going to say I was I don't yeah. remember that scared. specific incident, but I don't doubt it That's happened. probably the only memory that you and I have. Where did you guys that, get that cookies? I, it was at just at lunch at, at, at the school. Oh, school. Yeah, yeah. oh, you guys like ditched at Gilbert a lunch High School. Period? Yeah, Gilbert High School. Oh. I miss Gilbert High School. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> just in. No, I we, high school was we so talked fun, about Chelsea. it. We loved high school. Mm-hmm. They were uh, for the audience members. They were they were cool, but not like too cool. They were like well grounded cool. Oh, you know wow, what I mean? that's nice. What a good yeah. compliment. That yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. compliment. I always remember you being very kind, very nice. Yeah, I was uh, less assured of myself. Like absolutely. Who wasn't honestly in high school? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't know who the heck. Plus, you like are. you, get, you guys ran with the little cross boys. I was one. I was the ran ball. with. That. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like I was, I hung out with the volleyball kids. Like oh, I think yeah. there were yes, yes, of yes. the Mormons, there were two groups: volleyball, lacrosse. There definitely was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's I was so volleyball. true. That's so funny. Yeah. Love it. Good times. Good yeah, memories. Yes. Yeah. Good times. Gilbert High. So what do you do now? Uh, right now, I study political science at Brigham Young University. I'm a senior, so I just have a semester left. Um, nice. And I've been oddly fortunate enough to kind of get into the Instagram game at a certain level, but probably different than anybody else that's been on this podcast. So two years ago, I started a meme account, and uh, it was mostly to like deal with. Uh, there's some like you know ills of like Mormon culture. I might not be too like favorable of, but like lover of the gospel, not big fan of elements of the culture. And so to deal with that, and how I've cope with a lot of things in my life is through humor. So I started an Instagram page. Uh, it went from Mormon to like Provo culture mostly. And then that gained some like you know a average of uh, an okay some traction amount of, and over yeah if for for that community like it's it's done pretty well so we're at like uh, fifty five thousand followers on a more niche you know Provo uh, meme account yeah I was and gonna so, say for being so niche that's a lot yeah there's definitely uh, I think there's definitely a cap and uh, yeah. I'm approaching it yeah <laughs> like, that's true. So. We'll tell everyone what it's called. Oh, it's a basic Provo Bro, and it's on Instagram, and you can check it out. And if you're Mormon, you'll get, you know, most of the jokes. And if you're not, it'll be very confused. But you can, <laughs> yeah. you very can, eye-opening. But you can play along. You know, yeah, exactly. it's a lot of fun. It's it, Mormon culture. So we've had an episode all about Mormon culture. Or sorry, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints No, culture. just say Mormon. I think they're <laughs> like, uh, that was like, nah, I don't think we're doing that anymore. <laughs> we're just groups of sin. Yeah. Yeah, we had a whole episode about that. Like the gospel dif- differing completely from the culture of it and all of the things that we personally, because it, it's different for everybody and especially growing up in Gilbert where it's so LDS. Well, have you guys ever gotten like a DM from like a Mormon mom that's like, you shouldn't be this way and like, you're a bad, like- 100 See, it's, it's that. It's that. That's like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> is. Oh, I did this thing on my Instagram the other day and I was like, what do you think I get asked the most? What do you think is the most asked question? And I actually don't get asked. Like, are you Mormon? A lot. I don't get asked that. Mm-hmm. And 
almost everybody guessed, are you Mormon was the question I asked the most. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I feel like this is a passive aggressive (laughs) way for you guys to ask me if I'm Mormon still. You guys want me to talk about it. And this is also something we talked about. It's like, sometimes you don't want to share your most like intimate sacred thoughts about it on social media where it can get so skewed. Uh huh. it's like, that's more of like a personal in-person uh-huh. community thing that well, I don't want what to I do, What I do, and this is important, is like whenever I like do anything in the church, I make sure I take a picture of it and I post on Instagram. 100%. So people, so, no, so people know that I'm making godly decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's what, that's important. That's mm-hmm. well, yeah, and I, I just I need to know this. in my heart, but like equally as important. Other people, yeah, <laughs> exactly. if I'm gonna go to the temple, you guys are gonna know, yeah, about no, it. absolutely. That's we're on the same page, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bunch of people. I just recently posted this about this on my story because people all the time would be like, Why did you leave the church? and I'm oh, like, Oh, okay, I didn't. <laughs> oh, because okay. I don't, you like did a double surprise. I was like, Oh, okay, so I had to take that in for a second, <laughs> and then you're like, I didn't. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool, revert back. because I don't post about it that often Mm -hmm. because of exactly what Chelsea said. Like I have very, I have a lot of thoughts about the church and about the gospel. And like, I don't necessarily feel like Instagram is always the best place to voice those thoughts. And because of that, people assume that I just left, you know, and that exact like assumption is the reason I don't post. And it's like you said, like, I could be going to church every week and not post about it. No one knows. So they just assume. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's the worst part of it. Yeah. I, I it's think so it, dumb. a lot of it's like a hundred percent or a zero percent. And that's like the dichotomous like way that people like to it, it, within the church often feel comfortable with thinking about it. And so when you're a person like probably myself, I'll just say this, like who like I'm gelling with like 90% of what's going on in the church. That's enough for me to be a lifelong member, to be a tithe payer, all that. But like that freaks some people out. And I don't feel comfortable like telling people to like follow Jesus in any certain way when like I can't say for certain certain that like I'm 100% like in. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am in, like, everybody, I'm probably freaking people out. No, no, I, I really resonate with that, actually. Yeah. I think, I love that you said that. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to preach something that I'm not 100%, I'm not going to throw stones, per se, and, mm-hmm. like, tell other people, like, hey, like, this is things that, it's kind of how I feel, okay, we're not going to get into politics, but I'm saying this well, is No, let's how, do it. No, so wait, no, we, so wait we, we got into religion, let's get into politics. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, this is what, this is why I never talk about politics, is because, Again, I'm not some super well-educated person about it, so I'm not going to necessarily defend all these things that I'm like not 100% educated on. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So yeah, even yeah. with things in the church where I'm like, I know the basics, but I'm not going to get into like a Bible bash because I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? With politics, just text me and I'll text you back like what you should think. So yeah, <laughs> what you should think. I'm Perfect. crying. My new go-to. Yeah, literally. Okay, well, here's the thing. There are so many questions we could ask about PME. PME mm-hmm. is Provo's most eligible. Um, but we'll try and keep, you know, we'll try and keep the specific, keep to some specific questions. But first, we want to touch on Provo. Living in Provo. Okay. That's where you currently live. You go to school mm-hmm. there. So for those who don't know anything about Provo, they've never been, how would you describe it? Yeah. Um, so uh, Provo uh, is the home of Brigham Young University. Brigham Young University is a school that is owned uh, by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, aka the Mormons. Uh, about 99 to 98% of the school is like Mormon. It's an interesting environment. You do need to to go to school there. 
you need to abide by like some certain rules and you also that and one being such that you like you're attending church on a sort of regular basis so some people are 100% in and they're like they're like true believing mormons and they like love it some people are like in my boat but we still like go to church and like and that's and that's uh and that's all good i'm a true believing mormon but then there's like a certain section who has to kind of like play the part and i think Provo's interesting is because there's a lot of playing the part as well as it's a city filled with virgins and and there's like dating going on. But like part of the religion is it's a sin to uh, have sex like before marriage. And so there's a and that just that simple fact, there's a lot of virgins and like the gospel, the church says don't have sex till your marriage there until you're married there's a ton of weird niche things that pop up in like dating and i think it all stems from that core um but yeah and so provo is just an interesting place uh to to date i don't think there's anywhere else in the united states of america where dating is the same it's so interesting it's it, the weirdest place you'll ever yeah. be i swear <laughs> it is there's a vibe there that's it's like a little petri dish of just like the weirdest i don't know yeah, and it's like you have uh, – it's a peachy dish, and, and in that you have some people who are like, you know, they'll date for two months and they'll get married and they'll have a very cookie-cutter like lifestyle. But then, you know, in that there's a lot of people trying to be frat boys because that's their phase of life. They're in their like, you know, early mm-hmm. 20s, but then they have to like abide by these rules at the same time, and there's a lot of like – weird things that people do to get around the rules and so it it creates a a weird a weird mess and that's Provo Utah that was very well put though of Provo that I could not have explained it better than that it's so so strange and we were talking about this in our Mormon culture episode too is when you're LDS like in Provo especially I find this everyone thinks that they're some from the same family so they all think we all grew up the same we all have the same rules we all know each other so well. Like, we think we know each other's lives when in reality, we don't. Like, everyone grew up so differently within the church. We didn't all grow up going to church every single Sunday with our parents. Like, but we expect everybody to be like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, it actually is pretty diverse mm-hmm. in like people converting later on in life and all that stuff. But um, I think that was very good description of progress. Yeah. And some people like the, the diversity like confuses them. I had a very, very, very cookie cutter like family and like Chelsea, like as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we had a very like loving parents. Yeah. Like then two like, parents, lots of siblings, went to church every Sunday. Yeah. But like some people have that and they can't imagine a world where other people don't have that. And so um, I think also Mormons do this weird thing where. Like in in your home, you had a weird rule that like you can't really explain why that was rule in your house, and I can say the same thing with my with my house. Um, but uh, a lot of people want to take those rules that they abide by that they invented, and they want to apply it to other people, mm-hmm. and then that creates that creates I think a lot of the toxic That's true. parts the judgment. of Mormon culture uh, and it's, and Provo culture. Yeah, so. that's one hundred percent true. Because it's like, oh, going out, going out to eat on Sunday, for example, I feel like is a good one that's easy to picture. Because my family was not allowed to go out to eat on Sunday, like that was out of the question. And then I have friends and family members, like in laws, and 
all that stuff where it's not even a second chance. And when you're like, oh my second gosh, chance, second. or second thought, sorry. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're going out to eat on Sunday. I thought that was like breaking the Sabbath, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's just how they grew up. They're not trying to break the Sabbath. They think that's like family time. And I, I mean, personally, I'm down for going out to eat on <laughs> Sunday. I do it all the time. Well, exactly. And when we start focusing on these weird things when really it should be about that, uh, the love that we have of Jesus. Exactly. Has yeah. us, makes us do good works unto our fellow neighbor. And yeah. that's that's the gospel in like a nutshell. But we we focus on these weird niche things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I saw somebody post— I, Maybe it wasn't you. Uh, I think someone I follow on Instagram posted this thing about like the general authorities of our church. They give general things and it's general. That's literally like the definition of it. But then we have personal revelation. So they have general revelation and we still have our own personal revelation to, you know, make our own decisions, make our own decisions and choose what we think is right. And not to say like, oh, we can make our own excuses, but what we feel is right. Yeah, but sometimes personal revelation can mix in with what you want, and then you can tell girls on the second date, I, God told me we're supposed to be together. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's Provo. Good <laughs> that is Provo. Oh, yeah, that is Provo. I've had a guy tell me, I had a revelation that you should go on a mission. I'm like, excuse. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a no for me. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Okay, going back to PME. So yeah. Provo's most eligible. You were on the dating. You're. Let's just get out there and say it. you're the fan favorite for sure. Okay. Well, you guys said it. So. <laughs> yeah, we we said it. The comments said it. We always read the YouTube mm-hmm. comments on it. But um, so let's get into the details of it. So, were you allowed to talk to B or anybody else? Okay, you hold guys on. Didn't let's let's film- start with how many guys there were and how many girls there so were. there were oh, yeah. 30 okay so the show the, okay show had a very a very randomly successful first season and they didn't know what to do the whole first season but the second season they're like okay we have this audience let's like do something and like let's be more meticulous um and so they took in the second season it was it was very structured i i'll, I'll give them that like oh for sure like I'll, I'll yeah applaud applause to remy for having how well it was structured so 30 guys and three girls, um, basically, and and the first day it goes to like, it went from uh, 30 to 18 and six guys were on each girl's team and you could switch teams throughout. And then at the end, there were three guys that were with the three girls. Basically the Mormon bachelor. At, yeah. But with three girls. Yeah. 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 I actually liked the three girls aspect. Same. I felt like it made it more interesting. I was here for it. Kind of mm-hmm. gave me like Bachelor in Paradise vibes a little Definitely. more than Bachelor. A bit. Yeah. And I think that like sometimes there's some seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, which I watch, by the way. So if we want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Peter, LOL. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, if you didn't like one, you could just root for the other girl. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, so you got chosen on B's team first. You never strayed. That's never. why you're the fan favorite. You never strayed from B. Never strayed. Um, did you honestly have your eyes on her from the very beginning, or were you kind of like, oh, I'll go who, with whoever chooses me? Yeah, her from the very beginning. Okay, that's good to know. Why is that? Um, she has a spunkiness I like. She has like a, a realness. Um, I think she sometimes maybe, well, maybe to a fault, like she's just she's just real. She's just as real as possible, and um, I could have a a fun time with her. And I think I realized very early on, oh, we can 
be silly together but then we when when you know it's time to be serious like you can be serious with me as well and mm -hmm. that's that's one of her most attractive attributes we love b yeah team b all the way definitely mm -hmm. so this is not it's not like the bachelor or bachelorette because you are not stuck in a house together and we're virgins yeah it's important very to true <laughs> no, always remember and except we're for colton these are a bunch of virgins yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you're not stuck in the house so you're, you don't have your phones taken away the biggest question I have is, are you allowed to text them throughout the week before? Because you guys only filmed once a week, right? There was like, I, 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 her and I did a good job of like obeying the rules. So what like, were the rules? They were like, yeah, no, no texting or talking to each other until like you were in the final two. And then you could talk to them. Oh, oh I didn't know that. things up. Yeah, there was one time we broke that rule with the permission of Remy though. Okay. Ooh, King Remy. Okay, I'll tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to go into yes, that? Or, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like there was an episode after like the Austin switch, and she was Ugh. just so embarrassed and like deservingly so. And I was frustrated with him. And she was just at a place where she just needed a break. And so we went and saw Aladdin uh, together. And I will say this the reason this is the, this is the biggest tea. The reason our kissed seemed more natural is because actually we kissed after we saw Aladdin together oh, off camera. That's the tea, sis. That is so the tea. Then when we kissed on camera, it wasn't like Awkward. forced at yeah. all. Like and she was like she was ready and I knew I was ready and we were like both because we did it before and so that was uh the probably the best part of it. I don't know wow. if you guys follow me on Instagram, but we literally watched that episode at my sister's bachelorette party. <laughs> and our whole, everyone was rude and we're like, oh, they're going to kiss. And we're screaming, like mm -hmm. standing up screaming when you guys kiss. We were so happy. I'm just glad it went like, okay. So It did. It was great. It was a great on-screen kiss. There yeah. were some that weren't. There were. Let's be honest. Well, Honestly, all the rest of them were pretty cringe. First kiss is like a that's ugh, that's a bad idea. First kiss to be like on camera. Yeah. There's people watching. Ew. I know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that is not. Yeah. No, no, no. That is not something I ever want to have to see myself oh, do. Absolutely. Never. <laughs> first kiss on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's cringe. That's an important thing to remember like for the for, and for anybody who watches the Bachelor or Bachelorette like there's, yeah, they're having their moment, but you also got to think, oh, there's a cameraman or woman, and there's also like audio, and there's probably somebody with the lights. There's at least two, if not like four to five people behind the camera at, yeah. at all times watching them. So you do, you can do a good job of like forgetting about it, but that's always there. Yeah. Is it, does it feel, because I'm actually sometimes surprised by how natural some conversations, like when I really stop to think, oh, they have a camera in their face. I'm actually kind of surprised at how natural the conversation is flowing. Like even with you and B or whatever, do you, you said you can kind of forget about the camera sometimes or is it, you're like, yeah, you're very aware of it. There's like, so I think I did an okay job of like forgetting about the camera, but I would say when it was in my face, there, I was like, I felt like incentivized to say deeper stuff. And maybe there might have been a couple times where like deep stuff didn't need to be said. We we could have just been like silly and that could have been what's most appropriate for like us two at the moment. But we were just like saying deep stuff because it's like, oh, there's a camera in my face. They want drama. Like, mm. but there's no drama. Sometimes people are just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick little break and talk about something here at the What We Said podcast that we love dearly. So Fabletics. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Fabletics was born in 2013 and co-founded by actress Kate Hudson. The founding team noticed a large disparity in the activewear marketplace. It was very difficult to find trendy, stylish gymwear that was priced affordably. So enter Fabletics. Here's how it works. You take a 60-second style quiz. That way, they can start to curate looks just for you. And make sure you guys to enter your email at the end of the quiz so you can get updated with all the latest deals, new collections, you know, get the whole scoop. Fabletics creates clothing that's made to inspire physical activity in any type of setting. Personally, I love this because I'm not someone who goes to the gym or does the same workout every single day. I like to diversify my workouts. I like to play tennis, try a new yoga class, go on long walks with my dog, and Fabletics comes through for me. They have so many options, so I never work up a sweat without looking cute in my Fabletics. Fabletics really is your one-stop shop for cute, affordable gym wear. Right now, I have my eyes set on the two-piece stone set with the Mila high-waisted pocket leggings and the Mila midi medium impact sports bra. Their sports bras are very supportive. Coming from me, trust me, they don't hurt the girls, which is great. But don't just take my word for it. If you've never tried Fabletics, I highly recommend starting at their collections page so you can see trending pieces. Fabletics also releases brand new styles, collections, and prints every month. So pro tip, if you guys become a VIP with Fabletics, you'll get up to 50% off regular pricing, and instant access to their latest collections. Plus, the best part is that there's no commitment to order on a regular basis. You can skip any month. Fabletics is offering our listeners an incredible deal that you don't want to miss. Get two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com slash what we said to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash what we said to get two leggings for only $24. Also, free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Fabletics.com slash what we said. Two leggings for $24 is almost half the price of one pair of Gymshark leggings to put that in perspective for you. So if you're looking for workout clothes to assist you with all your fitness goals this year, go to fabletics.com slash what we said. So the first week, when B picked you to be on her team, like the top six, and she whispered, am I right that she whispered you were my she number did. one pick or she something did. like that? She, some, she something say? along those lines. You're my yeah. favorite or something? Favorite, oh, when I yeah. saw that, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Like, thank goodness. On these shows, you always know they go for the ones that don't like them as much. And I don't blame them because that's how dating is anyways. Like, you always want what you can't have, kind of. So I was like, okay, she's done. She's got a good head on her shoulders. Did you from that point on know you were the favorite or were you kind of always insecure? Were you kind of like playing it up that you were insecure like about other relationships? That was like good and bad in ways. Like I was happy that like I was one of the favorites from the beginning, but also like we had a few moments together and we're supposed to cultivate a relationship. So I think that put a lot of pressure like on me and I, I was mostly putting it on myself that it's like, okay, like. I'm, I'm the, the favorite. favorite. So I remember like the first like two episodes is like, I got to figure out if I like her now or I'm out of here. Like, because I, I didn't want to break her heart because I did care about her and she's such a wonderful person. I didn't want to like hurt her any type of way. So I think I put like pressure on myself to like, don't hurt her. Don't hurt her. You got to know if you like her. You got to know if you like her. Um, Plus you're but, not only hurting her, you're hurting her in front of 
thousands of people. Exactly. And like, again, like I was coming in pretty calculated. And so I was considering like all of that. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I wanted to ask, I remember what I wanted to ask earlier. The like casting process. So how did you, did someone ask you to be on the show or did you apply to be on the show? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was the most toolish way I could have ever like applied. <laughs> but like people were applying and like my friends and I were talking about it. And so I just, I just posted a, like, hey, I run basic Provo Bro. Like there was a, like, you're supposed to write a paragraph about yourself. And I just I'm said, crying. I run, I run basic Provo Bro. A and subtle I just, flex. And so I got, I, I got the two callbacks. There were two interviews and I went through wow. the two interviews. Wow. How yeah. many people do you think applied? Or do you know that? Uh, or there like were like, there were, like 30. There, were, there, were, there were hundreds. There were hundreds and hundreds of people. Wow. Like they, wow. They, 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 they did a lot of searching. and Yeah. Really? I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I do think, okay, so here's what they did. I think they did a really good job. And Remy is a genius for this. He wanted it to represent Provo. Absolutely did a fantastic job. Oh, with did that. a wonderful job. So if he wanted to get a bunch of like, sales bros together like it could have been that and that would have been fine and whatever but he i think he did a good job of like you know the 30 people representing 30 different like aspects of like provo culture in general i i do think he did a very good job give us some examples of the types of people they represent so like like you know me uh i felt like you know i live at you know, the village that there's a stereotype that you like, live at the village. I live at the village. Yeah. I lived yeah. there. And you're a villager. Mm-hmm. You did? Yes. Without without me? Me? Cool. The village Remember? has a stereotype oh, yeah. of being like the m- most bro place. Yeah. You know, and also I feel like when I lived there, it was like the rich kids. That yeah, was like, it's the like oh, your parents' money. It's, it's a, it's less of that now, but yeah, there's, a, there's a little bit of that. And, um, so like I that was me, Austin. Austin represents like, oh, the good boy, like the good Mormon boy who like plays the ukulele on dates or whatever. And like <gasps> oh. or <laughs> goodbye. Or uh, <laughs> or uh did I trigger something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you PTSD. Have, you have like Matt. He's like the Brazilian like LDS guy, which there's a lot of Brazilian uh like Mormons. You have like uh, Daniel, who's you know in the closet, gay, and came out of the closet, you know. There and there's lots of those at BYU. Definitely a lot of those at BYU who are mm-hmm. like, no, I like girls. I like girls. Gotta like wait girls. till like after girls. the four years. Yep. <laughs> um and yeah, and that's like the Lawrence. You know, Lauren is a uh, she studies. I don't want to kind of uh, what's the family um, family family studies yeah yeah, family studies and stuff like that's a huge stereotype Mm -hmm. and uh, in in BYU and I think she um, yeah so there's there's a lot of that and it was good because um, Ellie was a YouTuber like influencer Uh B was like a nurse like a blonde Mm -hmm. like spunky girl yeah like yeah Ellie's like oh Instagram modely like Mm -hmm. influencer B's like guys didn't pay attention to me but now I'm hot and this is like <laughs> this is what's going on yeah. and and then like Lauren who's like um oh I'm a model for sure like yeah. <laughs> oh 30 seconds in the conversation I'm I'm a model <laughs> by the way I'm a model <laughs> yeah so that's so funny I love that that's important that you need to know that uh, before we continue the conversation <laughs> I'm a model um okay I'm going to just going to dive into Let's it Let's dive Did deep. you have actual feelings for B? Yes. You did. Yes. 
Okay. (laughs) So I wanted to date her. I think – so that's an understandable question. But like – Do you think it was partially confused with like competition, adrenaline? That's all an element. I was considering all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what like I think maybe separated myself from like Walker who was like the other guy. We were like the last two on B's team. Um, How could we forget? I think I did – my error was – focusing on too much of like the externals like maybe there's external variables keaton you got to remember there's external variables and you need to consider them consider Mm -hmm. them consider them consider them and i think at the end b might have interpreted me like uh pulling back a little bit and when you say external variables what are you referring to you know cameras there's Walker. There's uh, there's uh, like the competition. There's aspect. an audience. Like the, all those variables, I was like considering. Do I like her? Just do because? I like? Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to know like what was genuinely like you know how I felt. And I think I was considering those too much. And I I did care for her, and I would tell her that. But I think Walker has different love languages than than I do. I feel like he was more aff- maybe affectionate and more like mm-hmm. you know would tell her nice things. Is mm-hmm. that my Yeah, and I don't want to give anybody any kind of false impressions. So as and this is my really approach to dating and I'm to some girls might love it, some girls might hate it, but there were a few times where like even on camera you saw like I got very real with B and I really told her how much I cared about her. Um and that's the kind of how I just do it. I don't like I don't Play have games. to I don't do that all the time, but when I do do it, I really mean it. I really mean that like I have these like mm-hmm. feelings uh uh for you and like you care like this much about me. Um sh- Okay, side note, I feel like in Walker's defense and a lot of people on the actual like bachelor and bachelorette show, I feel like people like that that aren't self-aware, they completely don't even realize that they are like leaning on those external things that you were talking about. We're all the Jim Halperts. That, yeah. That's that's like one of my like philosophies. Jim Halpert, The Office, good guy. Yeah. We all believe we are that. Uh-huh. But some of us aren't. <laughs> so what you're gonna some do is like not. if you're leaning into those external variables, you're gonna trick yourself and say, No, I'm not. I'm mm. not I'm not leaning into those. I'm the good guy. I'm the Jim Halpert of this uh, story. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't they don't realize also I think Do you guys watch The Office? Like do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was I've like, seen it like seven mean, times. I didn't mean to like if that like went way over no. your heads or anything. I also think you don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're filming all this and it comes out way later and it's you're mm-hmm. just doing what's natural to you. You don't know the audience's response to anything. You don't know how it's gonna be edited. So it's like I feel like a lot of people, like you said, like Walker, he maybe doesn't know this persona that he's portraying off. or that people are you know getting from it yeah and he approached me like week three and he's like dude i'm i'm team keaton now like oh after you I, mean I, while it was yeah airing? while i was airing and he's like i didn't know like he said like i look like a tool up there and and that's why like i always tell people to give uh him the benefit of the doubt and that's why i always tell people like how much i respect him is because since the show, he's he, we've had a lot of conversations like that where he's gotten very like real with me, and uh, that's why we're on good terms, and I have no animosity towards him. Yeah, that's good. That is good. <laughs> we're yeah, done talking about it. Okay, I see there. Don't you <laughs> dare talk crap about my friend Walker. <laughs> we love. Uh, we love everyone. Jesus <laughs> said to love everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so 
going along with all this, do you believe that it is... Sorry, low-key. Like, that's how I'm going to do politics, though. Like, that, that that's why I'm going to be... Because I just, like... You're like, okay, I guess we're done talking about Walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, shoot. Okay, all right, cool. Frick. Okay. That's true. A lot more to say, but... <laughs> we'll end it there. It's probably okay. better we end it there, honestly. Okay, do you believe that you can actually find your future spouse on a reality dating show? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah, pr- like, you know... I think the Bachelor. There's been a couple of those. Uh, what's the What's the one? Ben? Ben? No, no, no. Ben and what's the old the guy? Ben. He was like kind of balding, so I don't know Is why he was ben? the Bachelor. Maybe the first Ben, but he picked he picked the second place girl. Yeah, he like picked someone and then went and back. They got, and they got married. Guy. Like, yeah, like I think they're they like kids, happy. Yeah. Isn't that Jason? Is that oh, I think that Jason. is Jason. Yeah. yeah Jason. Okay. So there's that, and I believe I believe him, right? And I believe. Everybody that goes on the show, like, I believe them that, like, they have those, like, actual feelings. I don't think there's any fake couples, like, that are arising out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's… Because the, you can't fake it your whole life. You yeah, can fake it for maybe a year. Yeah. Then they yeah, usually yeah. break up. You know one that I I, I really wanted? Ali and Roberto. And they, well, I'm going, like, 10 Ali years Roberto. ago. That's, yeah. like, 10 years ago. I don't remember that's that. Like, that's, like, 12 years ago. Oh, my but, gosh. But a true that was, stand. Like, yeah. that was my favorite. Oh, yeah. I've been watching, like… Every season for a very long time. You're kidding. I don't even remember those yeah. names. Yeah. That Ali, is so Ali, You know what's funny? Ali and Roberto. Every time they do that, though, where they pick the wrong one and then they go for the second one, they always end up. It's like Ari and Lauren. Yeah, they end it's up like, actually married. Yeah, oh, and they have a kid. Can I just say, uh, people are going to hate me for this. Ari, Ari did, okay, whatever. I'm not going to. Ari did like some stuff wrong, but he wasn't like enemy number one, like everybody no. portrayed him. Oh, as. I didn't think so at all. I was confused why everyone hated oh, him. Oh, wait, like, hold on. He's breaking up with a girl he yeah. doesn't like that much anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how he, dare he? You made you him marry pro- her. Yeah. <laughs> you made him propose to somebody on a wit, like literally after a month of knowing. The and good he, thing to do was do it to be impregnate her. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. No, that's so I true. Agree. I felt the same way. I was like, why is everyone hating on him? He yeah. literally, and now they're married in the, or have are they married? Yeah, they have, yeah, a, they have baby a baby too. now. Yeah. So yes, you can. There's a lot of external variables as well as like mental health when you get that much attention can come into play. Mm, definitely. And, and I would say like a show like that, are, it's going to attract some narcissists. And, and, that, and that's where the bad guys come from. And I used to be like, where, how do the hell do those people act that way? And it's because they're narcissists. They aren't aware that they are. And then they go on a dating show and they can't, can't help but like not be the center of attention. And that mm-hmm. was um, the guy with uh, Hannah's season. What was his name? Luke P. Luke, Luke P. P. Like yeah. class A narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're completely unaware, which is That the sad guy was thing. a psycho. And there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of leak Luke P's in Provo. Um, uh, yes. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That was one of the number one things I said. I'm like, I know five guys like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, in pro, when I was watching Hannah's season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and he, what he does is he would use Jesus to manipulate her. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's like what's, that's dangerous territory is mm-hmm. when you're starting to use like somebody's religion and you're like, no, like God told me this. Yeah, and that's when it gets bad. And I'm not saying this is how Luke is, but for some people, it's sad because that's how they've grown up and learned that. So they don't even know that they are manipulating. They think that's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but a lot of people do know. But I think some people actually just don't know that that's how they're manipulating them. I know. It's like they think like, oh, actually, Jesus told me this. So this is how I'm going to get my way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And and, and a lot of like, um, I think there's this false reality 
that people create where it's like pray, have pray, faith, blessing. And that's A, B, and C. That's how it goes. Like I do this, God, and then you do this. But there's another person there and that and they have feelings. And so you're like, God, I want this girl. Okay. Because I love you enough and like I'm good, then I deserve this girl. And so there's this weird Scary. religious entitlement that some religious guys like have and they they are unaware of it. Yeah. It's like the whole thing like, oh, what is it about like going on a mission? Like the further you go on your mission, like the hotter your wife is or something like that. What yeah. That, that has got to go. That's, that's got to go. That's mostly, I mean, we can get in all <laughs> that, like the patriarchy of like the church and everything. And we can, if you want to dig deep. Looks at nails. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can I'm get like, into that. I'm like, I'm a poli-sci major. I can talk a lot about this. But um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of weird shamey stuff with, uh, with the way the girls are like brought up in the church. That's going to absolutely have to go for me. That saying. Yeah. What is it? I'm trying to think of like the so actual It is saying. something yeah, like that. Like it, the more prayers you have, the like the hotter your Or the wife. more baptisms you have on That's your mission. That's mostly silly. Yeah. Like people don't really believe that, but you know, one or but two it, But it's, okay, I understand that people don't believe it, but it's like- it's the There's notion. a little bit of truth behind every just kidding where it's like, that's kind of the principle Mentality. behind it. Yeah. They they want a lot of people who want two things. They want they want like a nice, good girl like that can teach Sunday school really well, but they can also get like freaky when they want them to. Oh yeah, this is not, the thing. Guys want a good girl who could be bad for them. Girls want a bad boy who could be good for them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, very accurate, wow. Chelsea. Wow. That's my and principle that's the of truth, life. No matter what. And that's 100% true. Yep. Every situation. And that's, that's the gospel, honestly. <laughs> All right. What is it like watching yourself date in front of thousands of people? Like when you watch it back, are you cringing? Are you like, oh, that was pretty good? Well, I think what's interesting is I cringe myself. Like I'm like, ooh, uh, uh. And then when it's all said and done and like people are commenting, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that wasn't like, that wasn't that cringy. Like, so the worst critic is yourself. And so I, I'm nervous that everything's going to come off super cringy. But then, you know, I, I think what worked is I had this strategy. I was like, I'm going to be brutally honest the whole time. And that works. Apparently, the fans like it when people are like brutally honest and vulnerable and are transparent. So that was my goal. And if I, anybody were going to go on a similar dating show, that's what I would recommend them. So it was a, uh, it was, it was good. Um, a lot of the things I was nervous about didn't really like, you don't really see it. So okay, that's I, good. I was nervous people would think that I was like boring or that I was like unromantic. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, neither I think of those they things. thought the opposite from both of those things. So yeah. congrats. What do you think was the cringiest moment of the show, of the whole thing? Oh gosh. And then we'll tell you ours. There's a lot of like little moments and you don't know. For example, like Matt and B's interaction. So Matt, he's this nice Brazilian gentleman and uh B is, you know, you know, she's she's a nice girl and they're talking and and he just has his hands on her and he he just didn't read at that. And I've I probably in my in my dating experience has made a girl feel uncomfortable for X or Y reason. But it's just like he didn't know that he was doing that. And he totally is like it, you know, retrospect 
bias. You're like, oh, he can definitely see that he was making her feel uncomfortable on camera, but he just didn't know. And so like, there's a lot of like little cringy moments like that. He just had like had her hand on her knee. Not a big deal, but yeah. it was a little, uh, little yeah. much. It's almost like the littler things that aren't so like, oh my gosh, those are the most cringy, uncomfortable things. The accumulation of like the little things. Definitely the number one thing was when Austin switched teams. That was hella awkward. That was awkward in in like real life. That was one of the most awkward moments of my life. Top 10 for sure. Why on earth did they think that was a good idea? Kind of explain a little bit of the backstory for someone who doesn't know what happened. Okay, so um, you can switch teams. After week one, we were put in six guys on each girl's team and you were allowed to move. Austin was like, hey, I'm going to take that and I'm going to be on all three teams. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. his, Which yeah. he did. Um, he wanted, I think the end goal was always Lauren. And so he just kind of like, was like, all right, I'm going to use whatever situation I'm in to get to like Lauren. And there was a lot of like texting, like breaking the rules kind of like off camera. Between by, Lauren and b- Austin? Between Lauren and Austin. Yeah. And I think there was a, a one-on-one date that wasn't supposed to happen the day before. And then they planned this thing and... We've all done one of those things where we do something dumb and we realize it and we look back and we're like, oh my gosh. Oh. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I think though, like, there could have been a little bit more of that from those two. Uh, they just, it was a low, a, a circumstance of low self-awareness. Like, they just didn't yeah. think that it would have that reaction. But it, it was a very offensive thing to do. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. So they got up and sang a song together at a karaoke. And he, so he was expressing a lot of his affection and like, you know, feelings for B. But then like, yeah, they they sing like this cute little like Disney uh, Frozen. Frozen song. And at the end, they're like, do you want me to, what's the one line where it's like, um, do you want to like get married or something? Yeah. Like, and that, I don't know. Something like it's that. It's the one song that's like making each other sandwiches or whatever. Yeah, like, we finish each whatever. other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Um, and then so, he's like, do you want me to be on your team? And she's like, yes. She's and like, everyone's yes. like, and we're, we just, it, it was dead. It was like, as if it, it was like the most, the office moment of my life where it was like, well, like, look geez. at the camera, like, whoa, wow. What? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that was really and shocking. It was really embarrassing for B. And I, that's, that was why it was so cringy. It was like cringy slash, I got like really mad and really defensive for B. I would be too. Honestly, though, like, I know. Obviously, you're going to be embarrassed if you are in B's situation, but it was way more embarrassing for Lauren and Austin because it was like for. But I don't because, feel bad for them. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was more embarrassing that they did that oh, than yeah. be like. And honestly, good riddance, Austin. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was very cringe. What do you think the most cringy moment of the show was? Yeah. What's your? Why well, want to hear it? Oh, I I think maybe one of the cringiest parts was when Ben left. With the new, is it Ben? ben? Oh, Ben, yeah, the one that yeah, yeah, got yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. When he when he left, Sorry, with, I never really like knew him. Okay, <laughs> so when he left with ben, the Ben, who's Ben? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, with the girlfriend in the car. It wasn't the fact that he left. Like I, I didn't really care, but like yeah, it was the way that it all went down with like the music and then everyone's reaction. Like I remember it showed Walker's reaction. He's like, that was so sick. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's going to have to be a no. That was not sick. <laughs> yeah. It was so dumb. He's like, what a stud. Yeah. Like, no, fam. Well, <laughs> when, he, when he actually was like talking to, whose team was he on? Ellie's? 
Uh, he was. He's on he was on Ellie's. Yeah, yeah, like when he was actually talking about it, and it, it made sense. Yeah. Like you weren't like, oh my gosh, you're leaving. It was kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Like he really mm-hmm. liked this girl, and he was actually genuine about it. And then all of a sudden, he puts on sunglasses and like the music's like, gets in the car and drives off. That was cringe. That was cringe. I I would say the cringiest part for me, honestly, this is probably sometimes when people have like an 85 IQ, they make weird decisions. That's all. Yeah. Was okay. Was Sorry, let me, I have a that real out. question. Oh no, we Sorry. keeping that in. We're keeping that in. <laughs> when was he actually that toolish, or was he kind of putting on a show? Uh, I mean, yeah, we all were. You know, I am. The only memories I have of him were that he was kind of quiet, actually. So that that all I didn't know that he was like saying a lot of that stuff. But they 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 like they probably liked him saying all that. They oh, like yeah. they liked a guy that was just unapologetically like toolish and like he was willing to play that part. The only memory I have is like when we'd be joking around as guys, he would always laugh like a half a second after the rest of us. <laughs> you know, like he would like scan yeah. the room like, like a is little this, kid. Is, wait, yeah, yeah. Is this funny? Okay. <laughs> you know, we you all <laughs> we all have that one friend that like yeah. does the room scan, like, is this socially acceptable to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally like and, a baby. Like yeah. when everyone's laughing, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> So that That's was so him. Funny. He'd always like look really confused at like, what are we what's Okay, what's the context? What's funny? Okay. Weird. Laugh now. (laughs) (laughs) Cue. Laugh now. It's the cue. Okay, my cringiest moment was when Jake was singing Phantom of the Opera and he wouldn't stop. By far. Yeah. When he was like sitting with Warren (laughs) and the other guy was like watching them. I'm sorry. Like I love Phantom of the Opera. I w- I'm down to sing. I have that was the first album I put on my iPod. But uh, some Mormon, some Mormon. Yeah, like someone was standing there and he like just wanted to sing for her or something. I don't know. He's actually good. Yeah, he was good. He's but- good. But how Mormon is it? Be like, hey, third date. I'm gonna sing to you. Yeah. And oh, look, hey, the most. Look me in the eyes. This is this is important. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me. I was watching with Abby and I actually told this on our worst date episode, but she was in the car with a guy and he was singing along to a song and it was her their first date. But actually trying to sing. And she mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> he was singing and he like went really high and it was super off pitch. And he was like looking at her like, and she's like, get me out of this car <laughs> now. Like, I'm I'm not impressed by your singing, nor yeah. does it turn me on by yeah, any means. Unless yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. literally incredible. And even if they are, but even though, if they are like, not on the first few But days, like karaoke is no. like supposed to be LOL or any yeah, karaoke yeah. like situation. Don't like use it as your time to like shine, like be like, all right, here, here we go. Here's my time. No. I got to show these people. Like, well, yeah. And he like, it's when, when they purposely do it. Like I'm the guy in the car with Abby, like turned on the song, like start singing. It's like, oh, and. Jake like turned on fan of the opera and it's like okay. Well, speaking of that, you say your team. You say your team Jake. Oh yeah, let's talk about team Jake and team Lauren. Uh, okay, all right, let's do it. Let's spill the tea. We want right. the tea. Just, yeah, spill the tea. Yeah, don't I'll know. spill the tea. What like what do you want to know about Jake? Yeah, just is he okay? The we feel like the we feel like the. Uh, Last, like the mental all was like left on a very weird note between them, and oh, it seemed like yeah. something was like very deep was going on. So, between them. um. Uh, the whole show very, planned very well, and I do think like if Remy could go back, he would change a lot of what happened that night. That was a, it was just a weird night. So the mental all, yeah. So mental all. This is you know months after we've dated these uh, these girls. There's a movie theater filled with a bunch of fans, and they like watch everything happen. Directly afterwards, we do the mental all. There was no like week for the fans to like. Think about what to happens. process oh, what yeah. happens. So they all watch the finale and they then all, it's mental yeah. all is what you're saying. Okay. And then 
none, nobody's still dating anybody. And so a lot of the fans probably feel like, oh, this, all these guys are like so toolish because they did this to like these girls that they really appreciate. And so everybody, it's just a super tense environment. And probably really awkward for you guys too. Cause you're like, sorry, none yeah. of us are dating. Yeah. I had the luxury of being like, the fan oh, favorite. The one that, <laughs> Keaton's the one that got away. Like, and so um, it was easy for me to like look like a good guy in that situation. But then, so you have Walker and he's on the hot seat and he's like trying to answer the questions well. I would have answered them a little bit differently. <laughs> and I think he would have in retrospect. But uh, but then you get Jake, and so you have fans that want to cut his throat out, and then you also have like Lauren, who's kind of throwing like very accusing like things at him in front of an audience that, like, I'll just say straight up, like, are half-truths. Okay. Yeah. Just, like, like, to kind of defend herself. Like, just, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, uh, oh, he doesn't, like, want to have kids. Bullshit. Sorry, like, but that's just not true. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to have kids at that time. He wants to well, have also kids. also her, like, she's like, he wants to live in an apartment. I want to live in a house. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm sorry. That is so well, confusing. And, then, and then also like long distance dating. Like, come on. Long distance dating is if you are for extended months, like in different cities. He went on vacation with his family. And that's the truth. And I've seen the Snapchats all and all the like conversation threads and everything. Oh, they were talking a lot. There was no, he like let go. He abandoned me. Also, Sorry. Okay, I'm getting into it. Also, Lauren, you broke up with him. So you know what? You know what happens when you break up with somebody? They can be like, "Okay, bye bye forever now." Yeah. Because we're broken up, and that was your decision. You decided to do that. Yeah. But like you, you breaking up with him, and then like a week later being like, "Oh, just kidding. Let's talk about it." And then for him to say, "You know what? It's best that we're not together." He's not the bad guy in that situation. No. Yeah. Sorry, I can just get so heated. No. It. Yeah. But like the Makes reason sense. I get heated is because Jake's like Jake's my friend, and I'm biased towards him, obviously. But he cried. He cried at the mental all. He had a, he had like a breakdown after his after his like moment. I know. That's what I was saying. Like, is he okay? He looked like he was really going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I and I that's what happened is like when he was done, he he comes up to me, he gives me a hug, and it was like an elongated hug. I'm like, okay, buddy. And then he like didn't stop hugging me, and then he like started shaking, and I'm like, oh gosh, like. And that's where I got a little mad, and I'm glad he did, but he stopped me from calling Lauren out while you were up there on the mentel all. Yeah, I was about to. You should have. This is the tea. This I mean, is the tea. This is it. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll I'm glad see. we got it instead of the mental all. We'll, we'll see how the reaction is uh, based on. Uh, I didn't want to, <laughs> like. It's hard because all these people, you know, all these people personally, and you know what it's like to be in the hot seat. And like we were saying, uh-huh. it's like, I'm sure a lot of people f- wish they could do things differently. You never want to be, even though I have no connection to it other than knowing you, like, I can see, like you were saying, how it gives me more sympathy for people on The Bachelor mm-hmm. who, like, say things and then they're like, ooh, they probably didn't mean mean it or didn't want to say it, but then everyone hates them. And yeah. it's just like… Like, things get so misdrewed. Everything's yeah. well, different. And and I think, like, Lauren, nice girl. Like, sweet. Nice. No, no, no. Nice. There's not a gun pointing coming yeah. towards my head. Uh, she's nice and um, other good things. No, she wants to be, like, this, you know, Disney princess, like, people like her kind of thing. And she felt like that was threatened. And she needed to make sure 
um, for the audience that like she is still that. And so she did, she did what she felt like she had to do to, do to like maintain that. Um, meanwhile, you have like B who's like, I'm just your, your average girl. Sometimes I say swear words, you know, whatever. And people are like relatable. Like we love her. Yeah. And like Lauren's like, what the heck? Like I'm the sweet little princess. And so uh, she, I think in that moment, she did what she had to do to like maintain sympathy, uh, her persona oh. or like, or, or what people like perceived her to be. And I, I think that led her to be unfair to Jake on stage. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, and also we talked about this right after the show and I was like, um, I was saying it's hard because you, as viewers, we see them as characters and not mm-hmm. as people. Yeah. It's like a movie. It's like any kind of reality show. Like you dissociate them as an actual person mm-hmm. because you don't see them in real life. Like they're for your entertainment. So you talk about them as characters and it's just so different than in reality. Yeah. And I think uh, in October, there's only been a couple times I'm like, do I have depression in my entire life? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I generally have a good mental health. But all of October, I was like, you know, having these weird anxiety things. And like, I was probably depressed in, in October, which is weird because that's when the attention was coming. But I was getting DMs like, don't hurt B. Don't hurt B. Yeah. You better not. It's because I felt like people were very loose with like some very personal things with me. Because I was a character. Like, yeah. don't hurt her. Don't hurt her. So um, I don't blame. Yeah, sorry. That was me and JC. We were commenting on no, all No, no, no. I don't blame. I don't <laughs> blame like, any. Blink twice if you're dating. If you're dating B. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't blame anybody for like doing that. Um, because they, they don't like know what people are like going through. But, yeah. uh, and like I signed up for it too. Mm-hmm. I guess also that's a piece of advice. If, if you're going to do that show once it's done and in be- like in between and during its showing and airing, I would talk to a mental health professional yeah. throughout that whole process. Which is good. And I, I think anytime you're in the public eye, even with us, it's like with Instagram or with YouTube or with podcasting, it's like you kind of are signing up for it. It's like mm-hmm. people you, can say whatever they want to say. Yeah, you and they have do. a community. Yeah, and they can say whatever they want to say to you. And And not that it's like your responsibility to, you know, take that as the truth. But it's kind of part of the job and you just have to learn. You have to go through a stage of learning how to deal with that health, like in a healthy way. It's difficult because it's like 99% of the comments I can like be like, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're just one of the masses. But when you're in a bad mood, you're lonely, you're mad at something else and you see one bad comment. Wow. It's, it's, it's funny how like it can be no worse than any other comment, but it just like really like pisses you you off. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially on days when you're like, this is at least how I am. If I'm feeling insecure about something already, like deep down, I might not even be sure or like aware that I'm insecure about it. And someone says something about it and they're not even trying to be necessarily like purposely hurtful. Those are the ones I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just a hater. I can't believe it. But then I'm still thinking about it and telling Mm -hmm. everybody, I'm like, oh, this is what this person said and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And and everybody like, and like, and that's what's so funny is like, I I had, I talked to like Mikkel on like my podcast. She was on the the Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. I've talked, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of these people and everyone's just trying, dude. Everybody's like trying to be a good person. And like, you know, you, you are both like very lovely people and we're all just trying, you know, I don't know, whatever. So people can say those mean cutthroat things, but these, I'm talking to two very level-headed, nice people right now. Oh, thank you. There's three in the room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's talk about after the show, after the final rose, if you will. Perfect. Um, What was, because in the finale, 
when B picked Walker and she did not pick you, you looked like genuinely really sad. And surprised. And surprised. So let's talk about that a little bit and then we'll get into like what happened after that. Yeah. uh, The surprise was you always want to be self, a healthy amount of self-critical. Like you don't want to think too much of yourself. And I try to keep that like under control. So I think my, I thought my odds were like 80, 20 to like 90, 10 of me winning. And, and it's, and it's not even about me winning. I just thought like B, like I just trusted that B would pick, would pick me because like we had a connection and I trusted that connection that we had. Um, but I would tell people like, ah, 50, 50 chance. I don't even know. I don't know that it could be Walker, but I, I thought it was, it would be me. And so that was the genuine likes, like when it came down to it, it was like, oh shoot. Like this is, this is like, this is the one, you know, this, this, she, she, she picked the other guy. Um, this is the scenario. Like I anticipated less. And, um, so there was that, uh, mixed with, there's like an embarrassment. There's like four people watching with a camera and everything. And, um, and it's different than a ceremony, right? A ceremony, it's like, oh, you can kind of like mask your emotion. You can just kind of walk off and you can go be sad on your own. I had to explain stuff to her. I had to talk like she, she ended it with me and I had to like, you know, come up with words, come up with words and. It was just surprising. Like I, I just couldn't believe it. So and uh, so I was genuinely that, that was all real. That was that was all real. <laughs> so afterwards, like, well, what, where do you go from there? You don't get picked. You go home. And you're just like, okay, like, what's what's next? And how long did her and Walker even kind of last or date? I don't want to like speak for them, but yeah, I don't think it was long. too long. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say it was within a few weeks of uh, of. After the show, he so. ghosted her. I uh, I don't know. Mm. I would let Walker speak for himself on that. So like, what? <laughs> Damn us! <laughs> did you ghost her? So did you? Like, what was your first interaction with B after? Did you guys text? I think we were at. We, I saw her at a party for the first time in a while, and yeah, you guys um, really got our hopes up because someone's like, "Oh, I saw a picture of Keaton and B at a party together." That was like, yeah. But what's funny is that as months and months of us like talking and being and on being good terms friends, and yeah. being friends, and that was like, um, which we were. I was gonna say, okay, you guys did a very good job, everyone on the show, of like keeping it under wraps. Like what? Oh, happened. really? I was shocked. I told a we lot were of people, looking actually. for. Oh, really? We were looking yeah. for spoilers, but not us. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I we feel like I told that. you spoilers. Did I not tell you spoilers? No, no. you said you signed an NDA. Oh, I did sign an NDA. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I, we get them now. Well, okay. Going back to it. What was your... Did you guys like ever text after or what Yeah, happened? absolutely. Like we... There was long discussions and like there was like a, a couple like not dates per se, but like us talking, getting lunch, like us like hanging out alone. Did you guys kiss again kinda, after? We we never kissed. Really? Uh, yeah. I, and that's, that's me like... Trying to be respectful. We, we, if it were different circumstances, like I, I'm not saying I wouldn't ever do that with somebody I was like in between relationships with, but like with her, I didn't feel like that would be like appropriate because I didn't want her to get any. Because like even after the show, there was still like, well, maybe I could date this girl. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want her to be like, I, okay. <laughs> I think she fell into this false dichotomy 
And, and she, I think she's like aware of this, like Keaton or Walker, Keaton or Walker, Keaton or Walker. When there's a lot of guys out there, right? Yeah. She's she's gorgeous, she's smart, she's bright, she's spunky, and she's fun. And I got nervous that she like she fell into that, and it's like, oh, Walker, this didn't work out with Walker, so thus must be Keaton. And mm-hmm. I I wanted her, to, I wanted to make sure that she knew that uh, it wasn't just like just me yeah. out there. And um and and she's discovering that now, and I think she's uh, having a very healthy dating life right now. Good. Are your feelings gone for Beer? Do you still have feelings for her? Um, there. I I we are great friends. <laughs> oh, <Keaton. laughs> we are great friends. Do you, uh, could you ever? I, see I care a, a lot about her, um, but uh, platonically. Okay, so that answers our question. Yeah. Okay. Good so you don't have. You're not like thinking like maybe in the future. You're kind of just like whatever not, happens happens. I'm not thinking about it now. I don't rule anything out, but like I'm currently, it's not a thing that I think about on the daily basis. No. Okay. Good to know. Would you ever know. be the next Bachelor for Provo's Most Eligible? That is something that I'm leaning towards. No. Okay. I'm leaning towards no, because um, I want to cash in on that clout now, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to like ruin you know, it. You don't want to ruin it. Yeah. I don't want to hurt a girl in front of Provo, and then me, like all this clout. It's good to and die people, as a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That and I'm, you know, I've dating. Dating's probably a little bit healthier, not on camera. Um, I would probably agree. So then there's a couple people that I have t- been talking to since the show that I've. Growing feelings towards, and so couple um, at the same time. Awesome. (laughs) There's like one, but like I don't want to like. Well, whatever. Anyways, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I don't. I can't guarantee that I'll be a single person. Also, uh, I don't really want to be Mormon famous. Yeah, I get (laughs) you. It's kind of a weird (laughs) thing to be. I don't want to be Mormon famous. Makes sense. (laughs) I feel you. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up with what do you think is the best piece of college dating advice for guys? Start with the guys and then the best peach, piece, the best peach, <laughs> the best piece of college dating advice for girls. Um, oh my goodness. Maybe I should have thought more about this. So we all have like our lists, right? Like, you know, I, I want a strong, independent woman who can like, who can lead um, and who can you know, have a good laugh, right? Those are four You things. want a good girl who can be bad. We already established this. No, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually like, whatever. She doesn't have to be a good girl. Like, I'm down. I'm oh. down for a straight up badass, right? <laughs> um, but when somebody hits like four or five of those checklist things, sometimes people might perceive this person to be like some kind of unicorn. Like, this is the person. This is like... There's, she's great. She, she's if she got my four big things, so she got like, she gets everything. Um, I would strongly advise people not to project what they want the person to be onto that person, because it leads them to be become disappointed, uh, as well as that's not fair to do to that person. And this is like you gotta dig deep into your subconscious and realize like when you're doing it. And sometimes it talks. You need to talk to people who are third party. Um, outside of the situation. Um, that's just like one. Uh, also like the the core things is like, okay, so I have a friend, we were talking the other day and she's like, I always ask guys on dates, like what books are you reading? And I'm like, okay, why do you do that? She's like, cause if they're not reading books, they're not the kind of guy for me. 
because I like guys that read books or whatever. And it's like, okay, I understand what you're doing. You're you're valuing like self-education and, and that's important, but don't like label it with some like silly thing, like, like reading books. Maybe he doesn't at that moment. Maybe he does it yeah. through podcasts or whatever. But um, don't like write people off because of those like silly, like weird rules. If he doesn't open the door, he's not the one for me. Maybe he wasn't ta- raising a home where like that's like valued. It like really focus on like the core things, communication, um, how much people can get vulnerable, how much they're self-aware. Like those are really important things that can like, I don't know, I'm just guessing that help in a relationship mm-hmm. and focus on those like core things. Don't don't have these weird artificial things that like you think have like a certain meaning because they could be different for other people. I think that's really that's good. That's really good advice. I, I think a that. lot of people that do date at that age are looking for super specific things like, I want a guy who snowboards or I want my future husband to do this and we this always, specific thing. We always talk about that with like, I always used to think I wanted a tall guy because I always dated tall guys. So I was like, oh, my future husband has to be tall. And like, my husband's not that tall. Neither is Chelsea's. And it's yeah. funny because it's just like, that doesn't actually matter at all. Because uh-huh. if you're only keeping your eyes on one of those things, you're going to miss maybe the perfect, the perfect, perfect person, person for you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I I would like, for example, for me, I would love to do politics in the future. So I'm looking for a wife who can be, maybe fills like some of those like roles, like and maybe be like that type First of First lady. But like, yeah. <laughs> I'm but looking then, for my but Michelle then, Obama. But let's get to the core of that. The core of that is actually, oh, I want a woman who is a natural like leader. That's the core part. I don't like, don't do like, oh, she had to be like class president or some stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not like important. Um, it's like that core, like try to get to the core of what your artificial weird like rule is. And, and that is what you should look for. Yeah. I like that. That's good. So what do you think the best advice you could give for girls out there dating? I mean, it's, it's a lot of the same as well as like guys are like dumb. And so (laughs) I don't know, like a lot of guys are dumb and uh, but what do we do with that information? Yeah, because yeah. like we hear that our whole lives, yeah. but it's like, what do we do about that? Yo, girl, you're Wonder Woman. You're not a princess. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. be be like, be a team, be a team player. You're a partner. You're you're looking. You both be like, both be bad, bad bitches in society together as like a co unit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've sworn a lot actually on this podcast. It's okay. I don't even know what I'm saying. This is probably so like whatever, but maybe you want that. Some people want that dynamic though. They want to be the princess and like a, a be like a taking prince, care of her. Prince yeah. Shining, yeah, prince in shining armor. I, I don't think I, that's I would a just good say, combo. I would just say that's not a very realistic like uh thing. And 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 just Hallmark movies are a bad example of like dating. And, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, okay, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Girls, girls, uh, just try to actually. He's like, like show a little more skin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think g- girls often say they want something, but then like want another thing, and that's mm-hmm. boys as well. But uh, yeah, don't say that you want like a nice guy. You want a nice enough guy, but who can be a bad boy when in in a lot of circumstances. <laughs> but don't just say like general like oh like I want a nice guy. It's like well the nice guy texted you yeah like, and you didn't he, reply but he got a little too needy and that was unattractive to you at that moment. Like just be like real with it. Yeah, and that's and that's okay. So you don't like needy guys. So you need guys to be like that's I think a lot of girls they like they slap the good attribute. And they're like, I want that, 
but they've had opportunities to have that and they just haven't accepted them. 100 percent. I just watched a TikTok last night and he was like saying that like he what? Yeah. Wait, do you have TikTok? Yeah, what? no, okay. I know what TikTok is. I just think that's hilarious. You said it as like I like as if it was a TED talk. In, in, in 30 seconds, this guy said something amazing. It changed he, my life. He was saying that he like asked this girl for her number or for her Snapchat or something. It was like a teen. It was a stupid TikTok, honestly. Uh-huh. But it was a teen guy. And he was like, I asked this girl for her Snapchat. And then I saw her tagged in a photo with one of my friends. And I went to her story. And it was like, why can't I just be loved? And he's like, I asked you for your number. Yeah. Like, I could have loved you. But it's like what you're saying. Like, they don't actually want well, the, the guys yeah. who, you know. Yeah. And then you fall whatever. into that's kind of a, that sounds like competitive victimhood that a lot of people have. So everybody needs some for some people they just need to be the victim no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that girl needs Definitely. to be. Definitely. Oh wow. man, lots we have of covered good. lots of ground today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. So anyways, so impeachment. What are we, <laughs> okay. what are we thinking? Signing off. And that's what we said. Um, um well thank you for coming on to our podcast. We really appreciate it. This was a blessing. Yeah. A blessing. I oh felt, wow. Yeah, I felt no the spirit. <laughs> So did yeah. I. <laughs> Same. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you. Um, if you want to follow uh, a <laughs> Provo meme account, <laughs> follow me on Basic Provo Bro on Instagram, as well as Twitter. Uh, Twitter, you can get a lot more of the juicy political side of me. Uh, but if you just want to follow my personal, uh, which also contains a lot of memes and me being silly, it's at hair by Keaton. Hair, I cannot with that. Uh, hair underscore by underscore Keaton. K-E-A-T-O-N. Wait, you have to tell them what your mother-in-law my said. My mother-in-law said that she, she uh, you were her favorite on PME. She watched it Yay. per my uh, recommendation. And she's like, I thought he actually did hair. Like I was searching all over his Instagram <laughs> for hair photos. Like I couldn't find them. She's like, all I found were abs. She's like, it should be abs by Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Change it to that. All I can find were abs. That's funny. It's, it's so funny. So I guess you've been posting some shirtless photos or something. Yeah. I've. Well, it's because I'm body positive. Okay. You know? Love it. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2020, only good vibes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And only, I have hopefully. body dysmorphia, and that's okay. Wait, did you really? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't lightly joke about shit like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we joke about our trauma here on this podcast. <laughs> If you haven't watched the Provo's Most Eligible season, you what can are you go doing? binge it on YouTube. What? I'm saying if they haven't watched it, what are they doing? Oh, yeah. What are, they <laughs> I'm like, me? What are I'm you like, doing? Oh, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm podcasting, I thought. Um, go watch it because how many how many episodes are there? There's eight if you include the men's tall. Eight. Okay. So go, go YouTube it. Go watch it. It's fun to binge. Um, and if you want to follow us, you already know it's at what we said podcast on Instagram. That's where we have... All of our questions are behind the scenes, all of the info that you could possibly want. So go follow us on there for sure. Uh, you can follow us individually. I'm at Chelsea Jade Curtis. JC is at JC Marie Smith. And thank you guys so much for listening. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Goodbye. Bye.